Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, hit it yep. and quit it. Hit it and quit it. Hit it and it quit is it. recording. Hey guys, welcome well I'm welcome. Welcome to Bapuimba Web. Welcome. Welcome to Bapuimba Webs. Uh thank oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> subscribing. <laughs> Welcome to Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. And Gina. We are back. Yes, we Lucky are. Lucky you. You're like, oh man. Oh shit. Shoot, I I clicked the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> delete, delete. Um we are going to talk about something that is uh quite frankly a little nerve wracking and difficult. Yeah. We're very, we're pretty scared to talk about this to you guys. Yeah. Well, I think, and especially, you know, most of our episodes are so lighthearted and it's just about laughing and, you know, interviewing and all that. And so with everything going on in the news right now, we felt compelled to use this platform to at least talk about how we feel yes about the whole George Floyd death and the Black Lives Matter movement um and to start off we're not super educated (laughs) yeah okay uh we were trying to figure out like what's the best way for us to kind of start out this conversation or this chat. And I think it's super important for us to just let you know. We are not super educated. <laughs> we, we are dumb. We are dumb. We're not super educated on every every detail, everything over the years and years. You know, it's like there's there's so there's so many things. And we both have, you know, white priv- white privilege. Absolutely. And even like Gina, like this is okay. And this is why it's so important to, for people to try and, and have these conversations, even when you're uncomfortable to talk about it because you learn, you know, like Gina explained, she kind of better explained to me earlier today, just how to really sort of look at or understand like what white privilege means. Well, I can only tell you what I think that it means. Okay. And again, not super educated and definitely need to educate myself more. We both do. But the way that, you know, when you when you talk about white privilege, people automatically uh, say things like, well, I wasn't privileged growing up. 
I didn't yeah. have money. I, I, I was, we were poor. We were poor. We were this, we were that, this, you know, terrible things happened to me, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's what it means. I think that it means as far as our mindset, we have not dealt with being an oppressed people. No. For years and years and years. So it doesn't mean that bad things haven't happened or that, or that you, that every person, if they're white automatically, you know, something's going to be handed to them. Right. Obviously your circumstance or where you grew up or how much, you know, how much money you have or what your educational system looks like, depending on where you live or whatever, that's going to affect you just the way, you know, but all the above just be just having white skin. You are, you do not have to deal with things that people that aren't, that are, you know, black or having to deal with based on their skin color, like fully based on their skin color. Also, I mean, like even just assumptions that are made based on your skin color, stereotyping that's based on your skin color. It's a, you know, yeah, it's, well, I think there's always stereotyping for anything, but I think it's really just the oppression. Yes. We were never an enslaved people. No. So you had, that's, that's what I think of when I think of white privilege. And I had to really think about what that meant for me. And I think that I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it would feel like to go somewhere and be frightened because, or, or worried or any of those feelings because of the color of my skin. Yeah, or maybe being a child or the parent of a child that one of the lessons you have to teach them is how you can, like how to react if you do come in contact with like a a police officer or someone that's in a position of power. And because you have to teach them how to survive based on their skin color. That's never been a lesson that's been taught to us. Yeah. It's because you've never, we've never had it because of white privilege. Right. And I... I think also that we, you know, I look back at my life and I, I, I've always known that racism exists. Yes. I never felt like I was a, a racist or had been in a situation where, like in close quarters where I've experienced that, but I, I'm trying to like be really careful about, I'm not careful about what I say, trying to explain it in a way that people can understand, but I had to acknowledge through all of, you know, for, you know, not just because of this, that I really do have white privilege and what that means to me. And, and so if I just by saying, well, I'm not doing this and I'm not saying that, is that enough? What else can I do to help end that? Mm-hmm. for people. And I think it's interesting that people have almost uh, been up in arms about, you know, Black Lives Matter. I mean, they do matter. Yeah. And they're not saying Black Lives Matter and other ones don't. No, exactly. Like, it's like I've, I've made a couple posts on social media and there's always countless comments that are like, all lives matter. You're wrong because all lives matter. And it's like, well, are you wrong then? <laughs> because know, like, all does encompass that. But we're I, not I, talking just, about- I just showed you that post from, I'm going to pull it up really quick. Okay. It's a picture of this adorable little black girl, but she's holding a sign and it says, we said, and it points to black lives matter. We never said only black lives matter. We know all lives matter. We just need your help with Black Lives Matter for Black Lives are in danger. You know, and I think that it's, I try to understand, you know, the people that they almost, they almost get defensive. Which I, yeah. You know, and I try to understand like why they would do that. And... It's like, I, 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 I kind of can understand like their train of thought and, but I wish, I wish that more people could just think a little bit more logically about the fact that like, of course all lives matter. Right. Like we're, and what we're doing 
is we need as a country to come together and support this race and these people that have been oppressed their entire lives. Right. You know, and not only that, but and it's other like, people. Yes. I mean, you really, know, it just brings I, to the forefront that there are a lot of people that need help. You know, I had comments about, you know, it's, it's this, it's almost like a, in my comment section, it was like a one-upping competition. Right. It was, it was, okay, well, what about all of, you know, the Latin American people that, that get killed and, and no one's doing anything about that. So let's what do about, something. What about these white, white people that get killed and no one's doing anything about that. And it's like, we need to do something about all of it, you know, but what is, we can't obviously at right, like, we can't do it all at one time, but I can tell you that if, if we can come together to try and make a change for the problem at hand, the thing that is erupting, everyone's going to become much more connected right and already ha- will be able to develop this way of communicating through taboo uncomfortable topics when they don't need to be it's like because they're they make you uncomfortable because you're like oh man I don't want to say the wrong thing but by not saying anything that's almost what continues to have the topic of you know your skin color be this thing that's like oh you don't talk about it right you know, when when in reality it's like it's okay that I have white skin and Eric has brown skin and Gina has really white skin, <laughs> you know, and, lots <laughs> and of Ray has black skin. And my, uh, my godfather has very dark, very brown skin and he's Polynesian. It's like, those are all these characteristics that it should be okay to notice those things. And we need to have a conversation and we need to talk about the things that are uncomfortable and we need to stick with, we need to talk about the history and the truth so that we can make a change moving forward. Right. Versus continuing to have like this silent, you know, like certain people, we can't talk about it. And then it's, you know, there's some people like in our case, right? Like we want to talk and we are talking about it right now today. And we're both, we're so nervous to do so because we don't want to say the wrong, we don't want to come across the wrong way or say the wrong thing. But we had a conversation before we decided we were going to, this is what we're going to talk about today. And it was, we have to. Right. And not because we don't, obviously we believe that black lives matter and we support that and all of that. It's more because it's, I know that if you are not white, it's, there is a nervousness that you get. And I'm just being really honest when you are a white person talking about something you something know nothing that you, about that you that you haven't lived no and so I I can't sit here and talk about uh what it's like you know to be oppressed and to be you know uh put down because of my skin color because I have no idea what that's like but I do know that I want to be part of a solution yes I don't know how to do that I really don't I mean my sister's been reading books and I'm going to start really educating myself and you know we can protest we went to a protest yesterday we can, uh, we were talking to Eric about it. There's, you know, you can donate. There's things that you can do. Um, I don't know enough politically how to change that. I'm sure. Well, obviously vote. Yes. Which I do. But I think that it's, it's just about me realizing instead of just living in this bubble Mm -hmm. and thinking, well, I'm not that way. I don't do those things. I didn't teach my kids to do those things. That's just not enough. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, there are people, there are enough people who are like me who aren't being proactive. Um, And then there are people that are part of the problem that have really skewed views. What I do think is that you're not going to get through to those people. We talked about this. You're not going to get through to those people that, that are so blinded, that have those blinders on by yelling and screaming and, you know, putting them down and all of that. We need to find a way to make people realize that we, we can all change. You know, we can start to think differently because I really did. I thought when I was younger, well, I don't, I don't do those things. And, and, you know, I don't see those things and I know they happen, but I'm realizing even though that didn't happen in our town, that they are it's just something that needs to stop. And so now, and again, Brooke and I aren't here talking about, you know, the solution (laughs) because we don't know what it is, but it's just trying to open the conversation to have us all take a really good look at ourselves to, to 
say, what, what can we do? Yep. I think that, I mean, cause I was trying to think about it. Like, I was trying to think about like, what could a solution be? And I was actually talking to my dad earlier today, you know, and, um, if, if there's a problem, the solution is never going to be to fight aggression and hate with aggression and hate and destruction. I do think that we need to, like, we need to have our voices heard. And right. sometimes to do that, you have to kind of, you got to kind of, you know, make noise. Right. But in the end, it's like, I think I said this to, maybe I was talking to Daniel about it. Like, if you are teaching a child something, you're not going to teach them by yelling at them. What you might do is scare them, suppress them from, ha- you know, having an opportunity to like try something, make a mistake and learn from it. You're going to quiet them. And then chances of them acting out when they're older, are probably pretty high. You know, and that also I think is why, you know, there's this idea or like this feeling of like, you don't want to speak on something that you haven't yourself lived or really understand because you, there's this, this fear of just, you know, doing it wrong and maybe someone being mad at you because you had no right to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so instead, what do we do? We live in a way, I can speak for myself. I live in a way that (laughs) I love all lives. I want peace. If I were in a situation where a someone, a stranger was dealing with some sort of interaction that was like oppression or, you know, happening because of skin color, I myself would stand up. But is that, is that enough? If I'm doing it, okay, I'm going to handle situations that I'm in or I'm observing or I'm, you know, a part of, or I'm near. But if I don't start feeling more comfortable to, to have uncomfortable conversations so I can learn, so I can, you know, understand a little bit more of the things I have no idea about, then we're just going to continue to be living life in the exact same sort of cycle. Cycle. And we're, you know, and it's just going to be, and so the only, what I was thinking is like, well, um, obviously by trying to just break the system and destroy everything, that's not going to solve the problem. We need, we need people to just try, try and be willing to just listen, right. you know, and instead of trying to make them like guilt people or guilt your friends into like sharing their thoughts or, or posting and supporting, like everyone's learning and dealing with that fear of like, you know, getting the courage to speak up or say something like that's everyone's doing things on their own way. And we have to respect that. But what we, what we can do is instead of judging people based on the way they're communicating, what we can do is kind of like just our, us ourselves be willing to share some thoughts and never expect them to believe you or understand you or immediately change their perspective. Like don't challenge them. Just share how you feel. And maybe some of those people will be able to kind of, you know, start to like see what you're saying and then themselves will be able to notice those things around them. And then that is what can help change their heart. But so many people, if they feel attacked, what do we do? We get super defensive and we shut down. I mean, even just like in a conversation with friends or family and I've done that. I've done it with Gina. Because it's not, it's not, it's, it's not uncomfortable. It's, it's scary yeah. to feel like everything you've understood, it was wrong. Maybe in a lot of people's cases, the way they looked at it isn't necessarily the right way, but is it their fault? If that's what they learned from a young age and that's where they grew up and that's how they understood it. It's like, we can't like basically attack people for things that were kind of out of their control, you know, growing up in an area with a mindset or, or thoughts about different things. But what we can do is maybe try and just 
through education or being more willing to have peaceful conversations, hopefully in situations where they can be somewhat peaceful, to just kind of open their eyes to a new perspective versus ever trying to just make them feel bad for maybe their old perspective. Bully them. You know, and bully them. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I mean, I can say that I've been in situations where, you know, I've been in a situation where I see somebody not being treated well, and I I didn't speak up as a kid. Not, oh, not as, a, as a kid, for sure. No, I probably you, wouldn't have but, either. I've been, right. probably been like... But I feel like a lot of people still do? feel that way as adults. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that really what... You know, we were listening to the, the girl last night at the protest, and she's, uh, I think she was right out of high school, Eric. She already gone to high school. And she's in our area, and, you know, this this area is not very diverse. It's predominantly white. Yeah. And at least it was more so when I was, when I went to SoCal High, but she also went to the same high school as me. And she was talking about how there was, uh, she, she dealt with all sorts of, you know, people calling her, I think they called her blackie and people telling her her nose was too big and her, you know, all these, all these things that I just thought, oh my God, that's, you know, it's horrible. Uh, I think that they ended up having like a Nazi problem at school where they, she said kids were writing, drawing like swastikas on the desks. And it's just, it's, uh, it's, it was shocking to me living in this area thinking, oh, that, you know, that's not here. And it really shows, I mean, it's really probably everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's rather than, you know, basically putting our heads in the sand and thinking, oh, no, not here. Oh, I haven't seen it myself, so it's not real. It's just important to hear those things and then go, okay, well, now now what are we going to do about this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking, I, I mean, I've never, I mean, my kids all are already, always knew you know, that it wasn't okay to say certain things or, you know, we would, we would have some discussion about race or, you know, people and, and differences or, or whatever. But I, I, I don't think that I was even in a position to really delve into that. And I think it's really important for parents to really talk about this kind of stuff with their children. And I think this is a great opportunity since it's so far and wide across, you know, going on in the news and, and just to really, not assume, oh, that's not here. Yeah, I if mean, that l- makes like sense. you said, like, one of my first thoughts was, in a school, if this is happening, that's very uncomfortable, right? It's it's kind of, it's scary. It's terrifying. It's like, it would be so much easier for teachers and parents to obviously, you know, if there's a moment where something's happening and they see it, they would obviously do something about it. But if they're hearing about it, it'd probably be a whole lot easier to just kind of almost like lie to themselves that like, no, it can't be as bad as like what you would think. Not here, not in this area. And it'd be a whole lot easier to not speak up and say anything because it's a, it's like a, it's a can of worms. Yeah. But it's a can of worms that needs to be opened. And the only way, and it's open right now. And this is not the first time this is, this is like sort of happening. No. You know, and the, why is it happening again? Well, because at some point it dies down and people don't think about it There was a whole bunch of of destruction and all this that happened and polarizing and like people, 
people just ruining their cities and like, (laughs) and when you fight back with fighting and hate and, you know, being super irrational for some of the things like that you think needs to happen, it's just going to die down and people are going to go back to what was easier. Like if we don't talk about it, then we just, you know, we just live our lives and I handle how I conduct myself with people. But if we don't talk about it, it will just go away. And that doesn't happen. I mean, not in relationships. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely not. In, not. not in anything. Right. I would like to say, because you talked about the destroying of cities and all that, it, uh, it's interesting to me how people, and I don't, I don't condone any of that. I do not condone rioting, you know, and the looting and all of that. But that is not just something that happens because of this yeah, incident no. with black people. Yeah, this I mean, white people have done this in their cities because they've lost, you know, football baseball games. games and football games, and, and this is this is a widespread thing. And I, I think that that's what's hard is that there's so many people that as soon as they hear something, they want to like pigeonhole it into oh, it's this, it's the, mm-hmm. it's this, these kinds of people, and it's really that all people across the board make bad decisions, <laughs> and you know, all people across the board can change those decisions and make better decisions. And I don't like when people tend to make it one kind of problem. And then there's the weird part, like you were saying before, when you say something and then people want to come back with, well, what about this? And what about that? And when it's like, why is that? Why is that even coming up? Yes, you're right. Absolutely. Yes, that is important also. And for some reason, this has come to the forefront. Whether you like why it did or why it didn't, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It really doesn't matter. Yes, there are, there are police officers that have died. Yes, that is also terrible. There's all sorts of things that are terrible that happen. Why is it that as soon as something comes up that we need to deal with, somebody wants to take away from it? Because it just turns into, well, what about me? Well, what about me? Right. And that mindset, like no one likes a one-upper, okay? That's <laughs> right. true. No one likes a one-upper. Right. They don't. That doesn't mean that what you're going through doesn't matter. Right. It's, but it they're means just trying that, to detract but if, from, but if, you know, yeah, whether take the view off of what's actually important in this moment. Whether it's in a conversation of just amongst friends and something bad happened to you and you're telling your friends and you have the one friend that's the one upper. Oh, yeah. That they're like, oh, well, this happened to me. What do they do? They're, they just, it's like, let me it's make- like soul suckers. Let me just like dumb down and make what happened to you way less important. <laughs> Because right. what happened to me was way, way worse. worse. And what needs right. to happen is that we understand that everyone goes through hard times. We do. And the more we start, you know, understanding that some worse than others, some worse than others, and also allowing yourself to understand that, let's say me and Gina, I might have something Okay, Gina might have something that happens to her. Let's say she stubs her to- her toe super bad and <laughs> and rips her toenail off. Okay, That's terrible. And she's telling me about it. And what if I've like I was a marathon runner and I lost my toenails all the time? I'm thinking like, what a pussy. <laughs> You're that upset because you like you like popped one toenail off. I'm thinking like, dude, that's the you're telling me that's the worst pain you've ever felt. Like that's the worst. What I need to understand is that regardless of if what her worst was in my head, if like, if that happened to me, that's not my worst. It doesn't matter because if that is the worst pain she's ever felt, that's the worst fucking pain she's ever felt that she's dealt with. And she deserves to have like to say that. Thank you. You do. Thank you. (laughs) She has lost both her toenails, by the way. And I am not a marathon runner. But like my point is, and I had a friend that helped me just, I never like thought way different than that, but he helped me understand that just in like being able to try to find a way to, to relate or understand someone more. Because if someone's going through something and you can't understand it, but they tell you like a specific thing that happened, but in your mind, you're like, oh, well, I've been through way worse. So... That it's almost like you don't feel as you you're don't feel as much it the for them. That it you don't, should, yeah, that it you're not have. giving it. You know, you're not caring enough. Hand whatever it is, if that's the worst thing that person has gone through, 
that they like it's it's you can compare it to whatever the worst thing you've gone through whatever that has felt like it is heart-wrenching it feels like you're you know suffocating dying like you can't you don't you can't get out of your bed whatever it is that's the worst thing they've been through and they they deserve every right to like to not have people around them dumb it down or make it less important because it's less important than what I've like my worst thing right has ever happened to me and you know, and I, since that conversation, I really think about that even with like Instagram comments when people leave comments, right? you know, um, it's just, even if we don't, if you don't understand someone or what they're going through, if your, your intention is in the right place, like you're like for instance, like having a conversation. Like if your intention is in the right place, like you don't have to fully understand it. But like Gina said, I may not, I don't understand, but I definitely want to be a part of fixing it. Yeah, you know. And just figuring out how to do that. Yeah. Because honestly, it's it's. Uh, you know, I, I, we were having this conversation earlier today, and we were talking about having. Uh, doing, trying to do this podcast and how, how, how are we going to do it? Yeah. Uh, and not, not like in a, a weird way. I just feel like all I can do is talk about what it, I'm a white person. I can only give my perspective. I, I cannot speak for, uh, you know, somebody else, but we were talking about it with our friend Daniel and uh, he said, well, oh, because we were talking about how a lot of people were talking about how they, I'm all the talking about, talking about, talking about. He was saying how a lot of people, you were saying how a lot of people were just saying that the people in CrossFit weren't really coming out and saying anything. And yes. we were discussing that. And then he was saying, well, you should have uh, Kelvin on your podcast because Kelvin is black. Not just because he's black, but he would have a, a better perspective. He owns from a CrossFit that. affiliate, and here. he's the only CrossFit affiliate in our area who is a black owner. And so, and my instant reaction, and I'm going to be really honest with you, was, well, are we going to look like we have a, a token, like we're two white people having a, a token black person on the show? Yeah, and that's just being really honest because I don't want to seem like that. And the thing, but that- then I almost think like, well, because I thought that, does that mean? that I'm thinking something bad. So it's really showing me that I need, I, I don't really know. I don't really know what is the correct way to be because I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm ever hurting anyone or doing anything that's, that feels racist or, or not right or any, you know, like that. You know what? I, I, this actually just came to my mind and I think it's pretty brilliant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, here's a, a comparison that I just I just thought. Um, if I were in Spain and I'm, I'm I'm the I'm the American, right? I'm American, and none of them are from America, and they're talking about America, and they want to have me on because that's where I'm from. Like who better? Like, they're not judging me. No one's looking at right. it as if, like, oh, wow. Okay, so you had to get an American to talk about America. <laughs> you know? It's like, we don't we don't th- look at that as weird. Right. You know? That's just... This person lives there. They've lived through the, the things, and they've lived through this event, and they were there during this event, and we're going to talk about it, and none of us are from there, and none of us live there, and we'd love to know, like, from this person's perspective, like, what was it really like? Right? Um, I think that... There is just so many years of quieting people, you know, of racism. Well, in because our country, we're white. Our yes. white ancestors. Yes. 100%. Maybe not every single person's, but our white ancestors enslaved people and continue to enslave people. So you almost feel like this automatic responsibility is if you are guilty by association. And, and you can't completely ignore that. No. You can't completely ignore that and say, well, I'm, I'm not doing that. 
No. And I'm not that person. No. But you also have to acknowledge it. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is how do I acknowledge that? Well, and it's and it's, not and I have a certain amount of guilt for it. Those were my to, ancestors I mean, that hard, did stuff like it's that. Like, it's, it's horrible. Hard, but it's also it's hard to figure it is hard to figure out a way to be able to kind of move past that. Right. To be able to like not feel so uncomfortable, like worried about what are people going to think? Because it's like this. What are people going to say if it, if we did want to talk about this and we had Kelvin on? What are they going to say if we're talking about it, but we had, uh, I don't know, Megan on. Right. Right. Who's white. Who's white. But her daughter's half black. So... You know, but I'm just saying, like, it, it, no, it's, I know. There's the gonna, thing is, is that every, there's no everyone can find a reason. I mean, I've learned this posting on social well, that's media. That's what I'm saying. It's like you post, you know, I post on social media. And there's people that love the support and love that I'm, you know, just voicing an opinion. And then there's countless. Well, I well, there's always like always the trolls are the ones that comment a lot more. Right. So it's a lot easier to like feel like that's where a lot of your, you know, yeah, you don't know if it's real is, people or not, but. There's people just getting so upset and one upping, right? right? Like, and, and it's like, they're, you're never, well, it's I, not, and for me, it's not about winning. I'm totally fine. I mean, I'm on here saying exactly how I feel. No, for and sure. So I do know that there might be people that think that for whatever reason, they don't like it, but that's just how I have felt. And I just, for me, I'm just trying to figure out a way. Yeah. I don't I don't want to look like I'm ever trying to hurt anybody. I don't want to look like I'm thinking less of anybody. And I, I do care about what people think. I'm not talking about necessarily people listening to this, yeah. but the people that I'm talking to. So when I'm having a conversation with someone and I don't I don't know how they would feel about that, I do can I am concerned about how they would feel about it. And I, guess, I don't know if I'm just talking in circles no, or not, but I know that's but you true. Know what I'm but saying. I guess the only way to change that is to have a conversation with a very that person. Honest conversation. Well, that's not what, on a podcast, but have a conversation. Right. Like, let's say we want to have a conversation with Kelvin and we wanted to like, we wanted to get in his honest opinion of like, you know, in a safe space where you can say, this is how I'm feeling, but there's no real reason for me to feel that way. But I feel that way because of, how, you know, it's just, you know, the, these topics or these, these, uh, you know, situations have been reacted to, you know, in the past or for other people. Right. And I want to talk to you about these things because like that's how we get past it. Right. You know, and well, that's what we were talking to, to Daniel about. Yeah. And then Daniel said, I think you should bring that up in the podcast. I think it's really <laughs> real. And I think that's a, an honest, honest way, honest, you know, statement. And I, when Gina first said that, when she first reacted to, and like my response was, you know, cause we've had a lot of conversations with Michaela and she's been reading all these books and it's been, it's really insightful. And yeah, I was going to look those books really up. So I'm going to read you really kind of teaches you just kind of like a new way to maybe perceive certain things and have a different perspective on it. That almost is a little, it's kind of calming in a way because without, you know, educating yourself you're really in this limbo of just being kind of terrified. So what do we do? We just don't deal with it. <laughs> right. You know, and like what I said to Gina was, well, you know, in one of those books we talked about it the other night and Michaela's around, around for her birthday was we were talking about how one problem or something that doesn't help the problem is like, let's talk about kids. So if you're out and there's like a black man walking in the park, and the daughter or son says, oh, look, mommy, that guy's black. It's very common for people to be like, oh, you don't say that. <laughs> right. And this is what Michaela was talking to us about. Like, you don't say that. And in reality, but he is. But there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. And do you think that he's ashamed of his skin color? Right. No. You know, it's like, there is nothing wrong with it. He knows that he is black. I know that I am and white. And kids notice differences. And kids notice it too. Right. You know, and so it kind of was talking about how that's kind of what, where we can, you know, where people can start. Well, it's like when people say, I don't see color. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, obviously we can see the differences in, our, in ourselves. Yeah. You know. I think it's just because people want to believe that they are not racist, but they those are also, not those people, but some of people are the ones that also believe that there's no such thing as white privilege. Right. You know, and denying it or not speaking up about it 
you know, or just being quiet because it's easier because it's uncomfortable. That's how we keep these problems continuing. Absolutely. You know, and that was kind of like a big reason. So I, when a lot of this was happening, I really was sort of taking my time on how am I going to have a voice, right? How am I, how am I going to say something via social media? And I really was taking my time because I just didn't want to do it the wrong way. I wanted to make sure I chose my words wisely and that I was, you know, I just, you know, I already knew that I, no matter what, there'd be people that loved it and people that hated it. I already knew that, but it didn't matter because if I didn't say it, this, it's like, this is a time when I need to, if that's what I believe, this is and, too, and too important, it's too important to just be to, quiet to because it's easier because you're, you're nervous about the reaction. Well, yes. Or it's too, it's too important to be quiet because you're scared of polarizing your followers. Dude, I've lost a few thousand followers which is <laughs> like scary. O- overnight, which is scary. <laughs> it is what I just thought it was so funny. And first I was like, there were people commenting on my post, like unfollow. And my thought was, I mean, good. Right. You know, like if, if this, if me caring about this issue, this, this issue yeah. and caring about people, regardless of where they're from or their skin color, if, if that's why you don't like me anymore. <laughs> okay. I, goodbye. Bye-bye. You know, I had another one comment today. Oh my gosh. I thought it was hilarious. And they said, they just thought that it was, I mean, I don't know what word verbatim because I'm not going to pull it up, but this guy was saying something along the lines about how it was probably really bad for business for me to post about Oh, that's it. right. You were telling me that. And then someone commented back and like, she can, this is her, her, her Instagram. She can supporting black support. life, lives matter. Yeah. Means that you're going to lose business. <laughs> and, he like, and he's like, okay, yeah, it, her business may not be bad, but it may really take a, take a, you know, uh, a dive or whatever he said. And I commented back and I said, first of all, I care way more about peace than I do about followers. And if my business, you know, it just, I commented back too. And I was just like, you know what? Um, If you really, if you were going through something that you really, really needed the support of your, of the country and other people and other races and, and you really needed us to back you, I would be there. And you know what? Worse things have happened. People have, if you make a stand and you lose some of your business, no big deal. There are people that make stands all through history and lose their lives. 100%. And lose their family's lives. Like that, the, that's very small in comparison. It's, it's to what, tiny. To what people have actually lived and dealt with. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. The first time I posted something, I had some comments that I had read. And like I didn't read all of them. And in fact, on this post, I ended up turning off commenting because... Yeah, explain that to people because I think that people <laughs> think it's because you don't want them to see it. No. I This is actually the first time I've ever turned off comments on a post. Oh, I, th- I think you've deleted before. I've deleted. Yeah. Um, I had done this post that was like just, be- just so eloquently written by my friend um, Jonathan Haynes and who is black, by the way, really good dude. And so from I his need, perspective, from his perspective, and I just, I just, I needed to share it. It was just even so many, so many of the comments who were like, that was so poetic. I mean, it was just, it would be very hard to not read it and be like, and to know like, or to that, read it and it, not know. It, it, well, it would just be hard to try and deny what it said. Right. And I posted that and I was just immediately blown away by so many comments that were just like asinine and, and really turning, turning this thing that was, you know, this supportive, uh, post of mine into such a battlefield on my social media. And I thought to myself, you're, it's uh, almost how, like you're allowing, giving other people a platform to argue back you know, and forth. People, some people messaged that they were upset. You know, they were a little bit upset that I did turn off the comments. But the reason I did is because people battling on my Instagram, that is doing nothing. That's, that is not, you know, especially not. Problems are not getting it, solved. It wasn't a peaceful conversation that might be a little bit. Like you thought know, provoking. Yeah, it, no. it, it was, it was, <laughs> it was just a little bit ridiculous. And. I didn't want to give people my platform a place for them to come and just battle, like battle over something that is like, we're talking about lives here. We're just talking about peace and we're talking about making real change to, for, for like all mankind, you know, and it has to start somewhere. And that's why the one upping thing was really irritating me. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry that, this big, uh, you know, event, this like can of worms has been opened, isn't about that one event that you're talking about, but it is about this one. And if we can all come together to make a change and, and converse and have conversations to make a difference for all the black lives that do matter, the camaraderie that is created by doing that, we, we, we will then it will you know, seep over into will, other We will come things. together for other things. We will come together right. for other things. And it was just, I just had to turn it off. And um, yeah, it was, but on that post, there was someone who had commented and they were thanking me for saying something because they they were kind of upset that they hadn't seen many people with like a um, a platform in CrossFit saying something. And on one hand, I will say to this person, if you're listening, um, I did appreciate, I guess I don't know if I should, should I appreciate, but the way that you did express yourself to me about that was, was a really great way. You let me know that it, it did bother you, but you didn't put anyone down or try and get and try and be heard by making, making people feel guilty. Right. You know, and how I responded to this person was this. Maggie, stop it. It can be very scary to on uh, open yourself up for criticism. Especially if you're not somebody that's normally like political or outspoken yes. or, yeah. It can be very scary. It can be very scary if you are, you know, and, you know, maybe your, your business is your social media. And 
who knows what kind of, you know, what your financial situation is or how much you rely on that. Everyone's different. We, and we don't know people's personal lives. And I just said, it can be very scary to do that, you know? And so give people time. Um, or maybe they just don't think that it would really or change anything. Whatever, or they think it I mean, wouldn't honestly, change anything. I mean, like somebody like me, somebody was saying, you know, unless you're using your social media and you're doing this and you're doing that, I don't even really do anything on my Instagram. I mean, I understand. They're I under- talking about like, you know, people with like a, no, I know, but I'm no, 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 no. I wasn't, I wasn't, no, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't comparing myself to them. I was talking about amongst people that I know yeah. and they'll post things like, unless you're doing this, unless you're doing that. I wasn't talking about, <laughs> I mean, I haven't, me being in the CrossFit community. No, I was just saying like among people posting things, almost shaming other people for not doing things. And, and what they have to understand is that we don't really know what everyone is actually doing. Yeah, exactly. To try to, to try to shame people on social media that they're not doing enough and they're not doing something. I don't think is appropriate because you lead, don't know what they're by, doing in their communities. You don't know what they're example, doing at home. Lead by example. And you have no idea what someone is going through personally. Right. And on that note, don't assume the worst. Yeah. Even with complete strangers. Don't always just assume the worst about them. And if you have a question, you can just ask. Them. Yeah. Assume the best. Yeah. If you have, if you feel like more people should be, you know, it's their duty to be posting about this. I mean, cut them some slack. You don't know why they haven't. You don't know, you know, what what journey they're on. Maybe they just, they are in a situation where they're educating themselves first, you know, before they say anything. Who knows? But what you can do is assume the best out of them. And then maybe what you can do is if you feel- If you have a real concern. If you feel like you need to post and you, it's your duty to, to say something, then do that. But don't do it just because you're expecting something from it. Yeah. You know, do it because you've, your heart is telling you need to do that. And maybe some of the people around you, maybe what, you, what they'll see by you doing what you know you should do, it might- help them realize like, oh, you know, I, I should, I need to say something. Well, and don't without be, just telling them like, right. why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? You know? Yeah. I was going to also say, don't, there have definitely been times in the past where I have, you know, oh, are you okay? <laughs> there have been times in the past where I've watched something and been outraged or I've been upset or talked with friends or whatever and I haven't done anything about it. So don't be like I have in the past and just sit on your ass and go, wow, that's really sad. Oh, that really sucks. You know, really reach out and try to figure out what the, what can I do? And I, I've been asking, what can I do? You know, and, and really it's, you know, you can go out in March, you can show your support, Which you can vote, you know, make sure you vote. You can, um, my sister, again, like we had, um, mentioned the books that she said to read. And of course I am in the process of ordering them, but I just wanted to, if you wanted to read them, this is Michaela sisters. Oh, it's called uh, white fragility. Why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism. I don't see the author. And then the other one's called stamps from the beginning, the definitive history of racist ideas in America. And that's by <clears throat> Ibram Kendi. Uh, she has read both of these and says they are, really very informative and will really make you think and it gives you ideas about what you can do so and I think what's great about that is because everyone learns differently Mm -hmm. and some people don't learn well when they feel like they're being told Mm -hmm. you know when you can read a book and you can learn on your own it gives, you know, I think for a lot of people, and I could say for myself too, I mean, I learn, I learn just from like listening to Michaela. Right. Me right. Too. And, I, and I learn like that. And that's just because I'm open. I want to be open-minded to other people's perspectives or experiences or opinions. But some people, they're very guarded and get really defensive. And so to read, you know, read one of these books, you really can, you're going to allow yourself to be able to open your mind 
to a new way of thinking. And because it's just you in the book, you get to allow yourself to let go of old ways of thinking and just change the way you think and not mm-hmm. feel like anyone's making you do it. Right. You know, cause some people, the reaction of it is if, if they feel like they're being bombarded. Well, that happened the other night. Michaela was talking about this book, which I think is mm-hmm. uh, another thing is talk about these things with as many people as you can, because you will impact some people. You mm-hmm. may not get them all, but you will continue to kind of push that, that, that chain of change, you know, changed thinking. And so that happened is she brought something up and somebody got very defensive and said, that's bullshit. It was some, you know, example in the book. Mm -hmm. And Michaela just very calmly said, I encourage you to To read read the book, just read the book and then let me know how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I loved that response. So if you guys are willing, read the books, read the books, go out and protest peacefully. Yeah. Donate if you can. I think um, just showing up in your community to things that are happening where you can show your support. um, You don't even really have to say anything at some of those things, but just like taking the step to be there and, um, and help make a change is it is, it will do a lot. And it will do a lot more. It doesn't take a lot of effort from you. And it will do a lot more than you think. Um, I went out and did a paddle out here in Santa Cruz. And then we went to the, it was like a protest, but it we it was the, the march. And mm-hmm. then there was like open mic. And you couldn't hear anything. There were so many people, you know. Yeah. And But even they said, thank you for coming out. But now what are you all going to do? Exactly. Like Eric was saying, they were saying, you know, thank you for all being here. But, you know, my my brother's that are, are black, they're still going to be black tomorrow. My brothers and sisters that are brown, they're still going to be brown tomorrow. Yeah, you can't go do something like that know, and then just feel good about the, you yeah, did this and then not do anything is, else. This is something that if we are going to, as a people, if we are going to make change, make a difference, you know, try and get our country to stop, like, you know, allow our country to live in color and not see in black and white, this doesn't just end at like one march you went to. It's a continuing, a committing to education, educating yourself, um, having those hard conversations, having those hard conversations with friends, family. Yeah. You know, and, and vote and, and vote. If you are not registered to vote and you are not voting, you do not get to complain about what's no. happening in our government. I'm not saying in the world. You, you, you have to be part of that and you have to educate yourself on voting. You don't just vote for what you think is popular. You read what everything's about. You you need to know what you are voting for, the repercussions of what you're voting for, and make sure that they are in line with your views. Yes. We're not going to make a change by acting out and being violent and destructing government property because we're mad. Right. <laughs> What's going to happen? You're going to, you're going to commit crimes well, it's like and a then, kid that throws a temper tantrum in their room and their room's destroyed. Yes. It's their, we're you're not, doing, yeah. the change isn't going to come from that. Is that going on? Yes. Is it creating a noise? Yes. Is it going to make change? No, probably not. It's going to create a I lot mean, people, of anger. People would argue that it's brought it to the forefront, which well, I can't, why, I can't not argue but, with, but do no, I think that those people are going to settle in those same places and have this you know, destroyed if that, city. If, Absolutely. If that is what created change, we would have created it years ago. Oh, 100%. When, this, when this all happened yes. again. No, I agree. You I'm know, saying there are I, people that will argue that. Well, of course. Not myself. people that argue fucking everything. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? It's like, you can't get through to everyone. I was, that's right. one thing I talked to my dad about. It's my last thought. I swear. Um, it was just this idea of like, this is all happening. And there are people that they're the type of people that just love to like, like that's what they like. Yeah. They love to get angry and amp people up and like storm the tower. And it's like, but that's not going to solve the problem. Right. You know, you have, I watched a video of this, uh, this black woman. I don't know if it was in Philadelphia or New York or whatever. And she's out in the street and she's pissed because of the area that she lives. People had, there were like these like white dudes, like bandanas on their head and people had just been destroying shit. They had like completely torn apart this bus stop 
and these like charging stations. And she's down there like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. There's four, there are all these people that rely on that to get to work. Right. It's like you are, you're destroying things that like what you're fighting for, what you're destroying for. Well, it's not what they're fighting for. No, but that's, that's they're the using point. it as an excuse you're to using destroy it things. as like, you know, and, in and in the way you're part of the problem, if right. that's what you're doing, you know? And so she was saying, it's like, go and, and have a voice and show up and help make a change. But by destroying things, what you're doing is you're just making life harder for some of the people that you're supposedly fighting for. Well, and for yourself, if and you're living in that town. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. It's a, this is, this is a problem that needed to happen. And the things that are occurring are bringing it to the forefront and that's important. But what we need to do now is realize that continuing the destruction or continuing the aggression and the hate, that's not going to take us anywhere. We need to learn from the mistakes that we've made in the past of just getting to a point where we just all go back to how we don't talk about anything. Right. And now we need to talk about it. Well, and I just want to point out when you said this needed to happen, she obviously does not mean somebody needed to be killed. She means no. She, oh my God. Thanks. Gina. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just want to make that clear. Cause you know, some dumbass is going to listen to this and be like, Oh, oh she she said this. Had to. No. no, of course not. No, Nobody I mean, needed to die. No, I mean, she that means that we needed to have an uproar. We needed to have an, yeah, because if, so it, if we that, needed to become outraged, if the outrage didn't happen, then that murder would just be one more murder. Yeah. Amongst that, all that, the others. Yes. Amongst countless other ones that just almost get swept under a rug yeah that's fucked up yeah it is fucked up so this outrage that is happening needed to happen and now we have this opportunity where people are listening and now what are we going to do with it that's what i mean yeah we I got know. it we i knew as, what you meant thanks gina <laughs> as the people we we need to have those conversations and try and make real change which again we talked about you don't, still you trying don't, to figure out what that is. You, but don't, we're, you, don't, you don't change someone's <laughs> mind or perspective right. by telling them what they should believe. You got to find a new way to help them see it differently. Yeah. And part of that's going to be through conversation and, again... Uncomfortable conversations. And reading these books. And being honest with yourself. And read these books. Read so these you, books. You give yourself an opportunity. And there's tons more. I know that uh, someone, maybe it was Megan or somebody had posted Probably. there's like ways to talk to your kids about racism or about color or about, you know, all these different things uh, that are really cool too, which I wish I would have done when my kids were younger. So if you have small children, great conversation to open up reading to them obviously is a wonderful thing. And they're just like little sponges. So get out there and read people. Yeah, and racism is learned. Absolutely. So, all right, well, we're going to wrap that up. Yeah. We're like both sweating, like, oh, God. They're like, you guys just really said the same shit uh, over, over and over and over, and over again. again. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And you it's know just what? our, hey, we're just really being real and just saying exactly what we feel. And, and sometimes our brains just loop. And this is, <laughs> like honestly, this is, this is one of the first times. No, this is the first time that we are having this conversation, allowing ourselves to to publicly process these thoughts that we have, you know, we want to say and share, but there's, there's a little bit of fear. Mm-hmm. And because we are, we're, we told you, we not don't because have, of how we, we don't feel. Have all I think the information, I think the fear for us again, and I don't mean to like start it all up again, but the fear for us is not because we don't want people to think that we think what we think. No, it's about how do we get our message across the so right that way. is the fear. No, that yeah. is the fear. Well, How do I'm, we get our message across? That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. So that the it fear of like <laughs> saying the wrong blundering word. the message. We don't want to <laughs> blunder through the message because we but, absolutely do believe a hundred percent and are not worried about but this platform. How we this feel po- this podcast is 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 the platform for us to do this it is we can talk we to you that this you're not is gonna a responsibility read an that we Instagram needed to post you're not going to read an right. email this is us sharing our thoughts with you and and hopefully you understand yeah. them and if not that's okay because sometimes we don't understand our own thoughts and we're gonna keep, <laughs> maybe we're, we're just not read, good at explaining we're them we're gonna read these books and <laughs> and over time through conversation and practice we're gonna get better at expressing yes, our feelings absolutely so. You guys, we're a work in progress. (laughs) Yes, constant constant work in progress. We are not role models. (laughs) 
to We some. don't pretend to be role models. No, but we do uh, show people that you can mess up and make mistakes, <laughs> but you can make them better. You can try. <laughs> you can get better. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. Remember to rate, rate review, review, subscribe, five-star five rating, five-star five warning, warning, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.